Yeah, yeah, okay, now I fixed it. I didn't know what I was doing before. Uh, I totally, I just had something wrong in the settings. Okay, yeah, you're all coming through uh, uh, clean and clear, and we were doing the 23andMe on Davidy. Uh, I'm going to need <laughs> to see it for myself. <laughs> I can pull up my 23andMe right now. I, I signed up for that before I had any consciousness about why I should not do that. But to be honest, it's uh, it's low on French, high on high on British and Scandinavian. I guess I should be drinking fucking fish guts, fermented fish juice or some shit. That sounds extremely Lindy. Yeah, it probably is. I, I don't know. If they, they probably still don't do that, though. So it's not. We'll get into it. Hmm. I wonder. I don't have audio for Margot. It might be. Uh, oh, wait. She's in the chat. Yeah, Margot's in the uh, she's in the voice channel, but. <laughs> you can't no you can't talk louder if the mic is not is not on. The audio is uh is not very lindy. Um let's figure well let's figure it out before we before we press forward because um I think it's going to take a village to really understand the context for this. I tried to figure it out this week and I think I slipped up a little bit because I assumed that Lindy was like putting um egg whites in your eyes. I thought that was that was the core of it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to take all these supplements and I'll like, I'll get super buff. And I, I assumed that it was like a Bronze Age pervert type of a thing. And it's totally different, actually. Yeah, um, I think we can sort of like get into that too. Like maybe segue into um, like, maybe we segue because I know David is very David is very familiar with the original content. David's, David's a Taleb head. So I think he'll be good to talk to us about the original definition of Lindy. And then me and Margot can sort of talk about the meme, the meme definition. And then we can right. sort of segue because Margot, um, I think, is going to talk about the raw egg nationalist stuff. So yeah. we'll kind of we'll kind of discuss how those two spheres overlap because it's definitely a bit of a Venn diagram. Yeah, it definitely is. And I, I have a slightly prepared some stuff for the kind of more boring uh, uh, context. But I think that the context is important because it's sort of, it does all branch off from there. And I think actually this meme kind of covers it because I think that bottom one is just all of my text. So Ah, okay. Uh, well, this is, yeah. it's from the Discord, right? Like this yeah, is an actual yeah, conversation. Yeah. Should I just read yeah, the like, text to start off with? Does that, is that like, sure. yeah. yeah. Um, because I guess that's, that's a good starting definition. So there's the original definition of Lindy, which comes from Taleb. And also it seems to have to do with investment more so than anything else. And then there's a different, like there's a meme version, as Holly said, that's the, um, maybe like the, the Scalas version, um, which has all these other kind of implications for health and, and whatever. But let's start with just the definition. So we're all on the same page for this. Where do we, let's start with this first kid here. Hey guys, what's Lindy? Where does it come from? Perhaps one could sub in Lindy for old. It feels like scientifically justified conservatism. That's that's pretty good. That's compelling. This was around longer, so it will last longer, so it is the best thing. Okay, yeah. The older something is, the more Lindy it is. Um, and generally, I think it was like advice for like safe investments for stocks. Uh, but then uh, maybe it devolves through the definitions offered in the conversation. 
Great question, brother. Simply put, it's a heuristic for predicting the longevity of an idea slash technology slash whatever. The idea is that the longer something has endured until the present point, the longer it will likely endure into the future. The basis for a lot of trad type shit online. This and also these these characters too. The image of Mike is really is really something here. So true, King. I would add that everything is Lindy until proven contingent. Is that a spectrum itself, Lindy to contingent? Um, once you get through this, I'll I'll talk a little bit okay, about okay. a spectrum here. Cool. All right, let me make my way through the text then. Then then we can add we can annotate uh, as needed. So true, King. I would add that everything is Lindy until proven contingent. The judgment as to whether something is Lindy is more uh, more about taking a look into the future, taking change as a constant, and using the past as a model to see if this thing you're considering is resistant to change. A friend of mine who'd, who studied physics talked about this in another way, that the trajectory of the most robust technologies, sorry, of most robust technologies, will follow a power law distribution, such that every period of technology's continued existence will statistically predict it will extend much farther into the future. The power law distribution of like of like a printed book is now approaching the point that it's unlikely in a statistical sense they will exist for much, much longer than, say, television, just because both books and television continue to exist and are used, but books have been around much longer. Okay, okay. And then here we have the Galaxy Brain version, which is um, Bobby from Sopranos. Uh, let me zoom in on this one because the text is really small. Boss, you're both right. Taleb came up with the concept, but has but has definitely popularized and expanded it. And I'd say it's more broad than just technology. Is pretty sure all non-perishable things can be described as being Lindy or not. Ideas, books, procedures, institutions, political systems. Interesting. Common example is the heuristic that if a novel has been continually read for 100 years, we can assume that it will continue to be read and relevant for another 100. Where this works as a personal heuristic is that we can more easily see that they old relevant book, the old relevant book, is probably good and prob worth our time reading versus a new bestseller that has not been tested by time. Ulysses has persevered through many generations, generations, cultural shifts, geopolitical shifts, etc. We can assume it will continue to persevere. Also, it's descriptive, not prescriptive. Many things that were once very Lindy have indeed fallen, like autocratic monarchy as the default political system. That's a good point. No matter what Sonny and crew say... One important piece that I don't think was stressed, the Taleb frame, is that all things, system, technologies, ideas, etc., have a property of fragility that we can determine. Instead of trying to predict the future, assess fragility and know that black swan events actually happen. Right, that's the name of his book also, I think. I'm not totally sure. Yes. Uh, Black swan events happen, blah, blah, blah. The more fragile the thing is, this text is really small, sorry. (laughs) The more fragile the thing is, the more susceptible it is to unplanned shocks. Generally, the longer something has survived, the more and the bigger the more and the bigger swans it has not been taken down by. Right. 
It is evidence that the thing is very robust and not fragile. To be Lindy is to have a proven track record of resiliency. However, if a thing has a proven track record of resiliency, monarchy, for example, but is very but is clearly very fragile, which I assume anyone with eyes could see during the global fall of monarchy, the heuristic is not really applicable. AFAIK Australian Aboriginals essentially created a food forest for like 60k years, though deeply Lindy understanding through a deeply Lindy understanding of the land via strategic burning and other things. I like how the rationalist science bitches of the colonial leaders came in and just knew that all of that stuff was savage mumbo jumbo, <laughs> then proceeded to fuck the whole thing up. Most of all, Lindy is a spectrum. Okay, okay, so that's um that's a pretty comprehensive definition right there. Uh, it kind of is. I mean, I was a little going off the rails there. I think that was my entire thing. Um, if we want, we don't have to do this, but I do have a more succinct, uh, kind of like definition that I wrote up a little bit earlier. Um, I posted some reference material in the, in the chat, Josh, if you're, yeah, I'm going to pull it up onto the stream now. Some reference material. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> it's from uh, the... The graphics are great. Yes, the... the uh, What's it called? The Art of Manliness. <laughs> yes, Hell yeah. Of, okay, you, very you nice. The Art of Manliness. Yeah. The, uh... So we... So, do you, tell yeah. us what we're looking at here. Are you, You're able to see on the stream, I imagine, right? Yes, okay. yes. Well, thank you to theartofmanliness.com. Uh, the place that tells you to get a straight razor and to uh you know get a little little leather pouch for your razor and your beard comb or oh, whatever leather pouch yeah um they also made these little graphics so essentially um to understand the lindy effect in its current interpretation and i'm sort of reading from my thing a little bit right now its current interpretation and popularization uh via nassim taleb uh, we have to have a sort of basic understanding of fragility as he defines it. Mm-hmm. So kind of what we're looking at here is this spectrum of from fragile to resilient to anti-fragile. And this is a this is a spectrum that can be applied to uh, pretty much anything, definitely any system um, or any, uh, yeah, lots of different things. And then it's applied in a specific way for the Lindy effect. So, okay. um, yeah, so we can think of it as a scale of, of something's response to volatility and to stressors. So from the neutral, robust at the center, it stays the same in volatility. Um, it's indifferent to tranquility. Invol- it's, yeah, it's indifferent. It's kind of strong. Um, the fragile will break with too much stressors, too much volatility, and the anti-fragile grows stronger. So um, some of the examples would be like, a on the fragile end, um, like a candle flame. A fragile candle flame is very sensitive to disorder and will blow out with a gust of wind. Um, a fire in a fireplace that's surrounded by stone is robust. Um, wind comes, it won't really be affected one way or the other. Um, and then a wildfire would be something that would be anti-fragile that grows bigger. Each gust will just makes it bigger and bigger and bigger hmm. and bigger. Hmm. Right. Um, the fragile professor loses his job for tweeting the R slur. <laughs> <laughs> the moderately anti-fragile public intellectual only gets more engagement 
and thus more dollars for saying things like, not even being provocative, but if you think Greta Thunberg has the maturity to guide global <laughs> policymaking, then you cannot object oh, to Jeffrey God. Epstein paying 16-year-olds for sex. Hmm, hmm. And the robust Italian-American cab driver can more or less post whatever they want without being armed or helped. Um, those first two were just Justin Murphy. Where, yeah, 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 where does robust fit into it? Is robust between resilient and anti-fragile or what is it? It is. Okay. Yes. It's, it's kind of, I think normally it's sort of like a, if you haven't thought of this concept before, you normally, we normally think of uh, robust as being the opposite of fragile. Um, but mm-hmm. in this, mm-hmm. in this way of looking at it, robust is actually neutral on that spectrum. It's, uh, it's, it's sort of ideally impervious to, um, impervious to stressors impervious to volatility impervious to disorder um it doesn't get affected one way or the other and then the anti-fragile grows with uh disorder with with volatility um with with all these things if that makes sense and then the fragile breaks or you know it it the more of that that it is that it gets hit with it yeah it eventually breaks or it's, it's very susceptible to stressors and to volatility Okay, so that's so, so that's interesting because I'm I was trying to imagine it on some sort of a spectrum, but it maybe maybe it's yeah. not just an A B spectrum because anti fragile yeah. seems to have built into it a um I don't know like a self propagating mechanism that like the Hydra exactly. analogy if you cut off the head it sprouts two yeah. more um, exactly so robust would be something that's that's durable that's long lasting anti-fragile yeah. would mean that if you tried to get rid of it it would actually you would spur more of it and resilient yes. just means that it's like um reasonably durable but could get knocked out of alignment or it, it may last it might not last yeah i say resilient and robust are sort of synonyms in this case and uh you know it's all on a spectrum things can be relatively uh even even they can be anti-fragile to a point i mean you could be anti-fragile in the way of like posting whatever justin murphy stuff and then but you could also get a loomered you know and you can't use uber eats Mm, (laughs) or whatever right so it's like there's a most banned woman in the world yeah exactly (laughs) um so you know at a certain point even though she probably thrived on getting shit on and getting like you know hated on and all this stuff like it probably actually translated to more attention more dollars but it did have a a breaking point so it wasn't truly anti-fragile in that in that case or it had a um there was a a point there but it's just a yeah it's a spectrum yeah Yeah. it's it's useful to think of this as spectrum and then so the way this relates with are we clear on on that i feel i feel more um clear about it now for sure uh, is there, is there an analogy just, I mean, quickly, um, is this, this is, I feel like tier two because tier one, my understanding of the original definition of Lindy was like that you should just invest in things that have performed well for a long while. And now we're kind of applying it to political economies and, um, yes. VHS versus Betamax or something like that. Yeah. I think that generally, at least in the Taleb world, uh, the Lindy kind of came about, I think it was the first mention in the Black Swan, probably was more geared towards uh, things like investments, but it's not, um, I don't think it was ever, I mean, it, the way it really originated, if uh, if we're interested in the history lesson, it's it was from 
the Lindy's Diner in Manhattan, kind of uh, somewhere near Broadway. It's kind of like a tourist trap. Now. Wait, for real? The oh, diner? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've been there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I used to live so near there. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, apparently in the 60s, it was like a hangout for actors, like Broadway actors and stuff. And it was a place where some heuristic developed where they were trying to figure out like which Broadway shows are going to last and which weren't. Oh, and, yeah. And the, and the heuristic developed that it was like, Oh, if some Broadway show was going for a hundred days, it'll go for another hundred. If it goes, if it's been going for 200 days, it'll go for another 200. And I guess this is a time when, you know, it was like also like mathematicians and physics physicists and stuff were hanging out there. So it's like the, 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 the term, the Lindy effect came from like, these math like mathematicians and physicists interpretation of like being friends with these people and like their kind of uh heuristic that that got developed at Lind- lindy's diner that so totally makes sense that's oh totally yeah yeah that makes a lot more sense now yeah yeah so the way that taleb is the one that sort of popularized it it was like george mandelbrot the guy that made uh the sort of the guy the fractal guy if you look like you know like the mandelbrot um, sequence or whatever it's like all those youtube videos where it's just like fractals that go on for forever he's a kind of a infam- uh very famous yeah i'm gonna i'll pull up on i'll pull one up on the sh- uh screen here whoa they're oh, super yeah, high res okay yeah yeah um there we go he, got a tiny one yeah he had a pretty uh in like the 80s or something like that he kind of popularized the lindy effect as well and it was like in relation to, I don't know, it was like in his fractal book, apparently. So I haven't read it or anything, huh. but I know Taleb is friends with him and sort of like took it and popularized it. And it's in the context. So the way we know about it now, it's in the context of um, thinking about fragility and thinking about um, time. So mm. the Lindy effect, as we, the context for how we talk about it now, it's essentially that the longer a non-perishable, a non-perishable thing, so not the Justin Murphy himself, but uh, like a non-perishable thing that you can um, say whether like where it is on the fragile, robust, fragile, resilient, anti-fragile scale, um, the longer a non-perishable thing has withstood the onslaught of time, um, which includes lots of stressors, lots of variability, lots of volatility, Lots of big events happen over the course of time. So if something has withstood over the course of time, it's sort of proven itself to be robust. It's proven itself to be resilient to volatility and to stressors. And so we can reasonably assume that it will continue to withstand the sort of unknown stressors of the future for at least as long as it already has. Um, And so it's like each moment of survival increases its projected lifespan as opposed to um, the opposite, where it's like you think of like a living thing, the longer it's alive, it's shorter lifespan. But non-living, non-perishable things, we think of um, the longer it survived all these crazy un, you know, stressors, we assume that it, it can do it going forward for the, the unknown stressors in the future. So yeah. That's yeah, I remember. I remember people in, say, like, I don't know, 2011 or 12, talking about how to preserve their digital files for artworks and and stuff. Um, And there was this idea that like, 
oh, you just back it up a million times, but then the hard drives fail and the file format is not useful. And um, like <laughs> floppy disk is very not Lindy, carving things into stone, extremely Lindy, right? It's actually the best way to preserve information for the longest period of time is to just carve it into a block of limestone or something. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it'll it lasts for like millennia at that point, right? Yeah, should we talk about what is... um? There's a second, there's a table down here, selected Taleb's yeah. triads, page 23 yeah. to 28. Right, I, I kind of cheated and scrolled down a little bit, but there is also yeah. a uh, a table down here. Yeah, so this is uh, kind of a selection. I think in Antifragile, he has these tables of like examples, essentially. Um, so yeah, do these make sense to you? Well, I haven't really read them, so maybe maybe I'll read them and then we'll see if they make sense. Um, category, uh, there's there's five categories. And, okay, so there's a classification system between fragile and robust and anti-fragile. And uh, category one is called human relationships. A fragile relationship would be friendship. A robust relationship would be kinship, so like your family, right? Uh you have longer relationships with your family than with your friends. Anti-fragile would be attraction. That seems, hmm. Um, I, I maybe I'm getting stuck on the definition. That. Yeah, it, I could see why he did that. It would be something like with stressors. Sometimes like things are crazy, but it makes it more attract. You know, I don't know. It like yeah, you you want you what know. you can't have or something like that. Yeah, or like, like if some, if like a girl is yelling at you, you might think it's sexy. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i can see it's um it makes sense it just seems like a uh exceptionally complicated <laughs> definition for the <laughs> first line of the graph that's that's really the hang up let's let's go to uh uh category two and we'll see if it gets more clear category two is regulation uh fragile would be rules robust would be principles anti-fragile is virtue that oh man this is also very abstract yeah, um, I don't know. This is getting more into raw nationalism, honestly. I'm not sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, it's these are it's weird because I'm I guess it, the the perishability thing is sort of like the whole. And that's what's really at stake here. Um, you know, I think with these, I don't know. It's weird. It's like when you apply it to like these abstract cons. I guess I tend to think of it more in terms of practices, but like. I don't know. I I think like when it comes to like ideas, there are I guess like things that are like passed down through oral tradition are probably pretty lindy. Mm, yeah. In general. I think this is still kind of not in the context this is still uh not quite about Lindy, it's just sort of the context of uh fragile, robust and anti fragile that Lindy is is ne- it's necessary to understand to understand why something would be Lindy or not? I stand behind the the last two. The last two, I I hundred percent stand behind. The last two are good. Yeah, let's read those because those are more clear. So yeah. category four is professional reputation. Fragile would be academic, corporate executive, pope. Really? Okay, pope, lifetime appointment, bishop, politician. Robust is postal employee based. Uh, truck driver and train conductor 
anti-fragile is artist and writer that's that's really cool yeah because then if the if the work is censored or banned it becomes more desirable people want to see it that makes sense and category five is business fragile is industry really robust is small business i i'm not sure i agree with that one um anti-fragile is artisan oh that's interesting okay yeah, I think that he's kind of going about this in the sense of as an individual involved. In oh, things, sure. Yeah. Is my is is I is my guess just because it kind of goes along with professional reputation where it's like if you are um and it goes along with the Justin Murphy thing, you know, it's like you could be if you're like a corporate person and you get outed as something, anything, you know, whatever. You said the arsler, you did you got me too. What uh, anything you know? Like you're out. You're out. Like you can't get another job in mm-hmm. another corporate environment. Um, it's a small business. I guess you can rape. I don't know. You shouldn't. And <laughs> hopefully you can't. Well, we'll get uh, to that. Yeah, because yeah. Paul Scalas has some thoughts on that one. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we transition into the uh, the meme uh, definition then? Should we, as we wade through the iceberg of Lindy? I feel like this is, so it's pretty straightforward. This sounds like, I don't think we laid out anything that is totally earth shattering. Like, yeah, the longer something has been around, the longer it will be around. Like, okay, that's, that's straightforward. One more, I have one more thing as Mm, my, mm. as the, as the nerd before we get to the fun stuff. Oh, please, please. Um, There's a link in the Lindy stream uh, thing. If I think you, yes, let me pull it up. I'll read it, but. Um, Margo, do you want to do you want to jump into the channel so I don't have to tab back and forth between the even if you just want to chime in later for the raw egg nationalism stuff? Yeah, sorry. Uh, go ahead, Davidy. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably best if it's also on the stream so people can read along. But this is last thing is just sort of how this connects um, with Lindy as it's sort of been described by by Nassim. I posted this in Discord, so this this won't cool, be cool. Cool. I just pulled it up, yeah. Okay. And I saw Margot, and then she disappeared for a second. But okay, yeah, yeah. Please go ahead. After this this is. I think this looks familiar too. Maybe maybe this was posted earlier or just. I posted, I, yeah, I posted this in Discord a couple months ago, and mm. I remember last time we talked about this. Um, so sort of how this connects with the Lindy effect. So speaking in Taleb voice, I can't do it. But <laughs> tonight I will be meeting friends in a restaurant. Tavernas, ha- tavern- tavernas have existed for at least 25 centuries. I will be walking there wearing shoes hardly different from those worn 5,300 years ago by the mummified man discovered in a glacier in the Austrian Alps. At the restaurant, I will be using silverware, a Mesopotamian technology which qualifies as a killer application, given what it allows me to do with- to this leg of lamb, such as tear it apart while sparing my <laughs> fingers from burns. <laughs> I, I will be drinking wine. <laughs> I will be drinking wine, a liquid that has been used for been in use for at least six millennia. The wine will be poured into glasses, an innovation claimed by his Lebanese compatriots to come from their Phoenician ancestors. And if you disagree about the source, we can say that glass objects have been sold by them as trinkets for at least twenty nine hundred years. After the main course, I will have a somewhat younger technology, artisanal cheese paying higher prices for those that have not changed in their preparation for several centuries. Had someone in 1950 predicted such a minor gathering, he would have imagined something quite different. So, thank God I will not be dressed in shiny synthetic space-style suit, consuming nutritionally optimized pills while communicating with my dinner peers by means of screens. 
The dinner partners, in turn, will be expelling airborne germs on my face as they will not be located in remote human colonies across the galaxy. The food will be prepared using a very archaic technology, fire, with the aid of kitchen tools and implements that have not changed since the Romans, except in the quality of some of the metals used. I will be sitting on an at least 3,000-year-old device commonly known as the chair, which will be, if anything, less ornate than its majestic Egyptian ancestor. Uh, and I will not be repairing to the restaurant with the aid of a flying motorcycle. I will be walking, or, if late, using a cab from a century-old technology driven by an immigrant. Immigrants were driving cabs in Paris a century ago, Russian aristocrats. Same as in Berlin and Stockholm, Iraqi and Kurdish refugees, Washington, D.C., students, Los Angeles, musically-oriented Armenians, or, and New York multinationals today. Wow. That's um, it. Yeah, it's really good. Would, you, would it be fair to say that Lindy is, like, the opposite of accelerationism? That, like, we're not moving between increasingly, like, rapidly accelerating shorter and shorter periods of history towards some singularity point, but rather, like, Lindy is in the opposite direction? Is that is that a fair, like, spectrum to try and understand this on? Yeah, I wonder. It's almost like... Yeah, it, it it definitely at least I don't know if it, it's hard for me to say if it's on this spec at least with the view with the perspective there's a spectrum there that I think that if you miss this part like as Caleb was pointing out here if you talk to somebody in the 1950s that when technology they look back at their lives you know and their parents' lives and like technology was fucking crazy at that point like you know they were like yeah. Uh, you know, in not that long, in 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 ten years, fifteen years, they're going to the moon, like the the and their parents were like grown up, no cars, no anything. Like it, it just seemed like an complete accelerationism that could not end. And yet, the things that we value now are the things like we pay more for, like for instance, food or any kind of go- any kind of thing that is old. Anything that has that that history, we will pay more for an apartment that is an old apartment that's been kept up nice. We'll pay. It's like it's more valuable to to eat food that is like traditional and the same as has always been prepared uh, versus like whatever chilies where they like microwave everything. <laughs> so it's like I think that there's acceleration happens, but also. Lindy is real so it's you have to you have to have both persp- you have to be able to play with both perspectives i'm not i'm not sure I, I think one is probably not complete with the other and but yeah i don't know lindy the the lindy has more it, it just has more of that test of time and this sort of for me at least the projected futures of acceleration is all sort of I don't know. I mean, it's interesting and there's value to it, but it's not tested. It's not, it's sort of just in our minds, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. like when with this, even with this like passage right here, um, I think some of it, like the stuff about, you know, eating face to face with your friends, like as opposed to, um, you know, over a screen, I'm like, it's like, well, for the past like year or so, we have been like, doing all the less Lindy versions of things because, and I, I, and I don't know if maybe 
Would you say, David, that maybe the pandemic was like a black swan event or something? Definitely. I mean, I don't know. I I remember in February of last year, I was telling everybody <laughs> and uh and they all made fun of me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's like it, yeah, I mean it definitely was. Uh and hopefully and, but it fucking sucks though. It's like nobody's I don't know. It it's not Lindy. <laughs> it's not it's not healthy at least. I guess so like some you can like so like something that's Lindy it's Lindy while it's alive and then it can die it can you know perish or whatever and then it's like no longer lindy right yeah if it's dead it's that's it yeah it's which is so like that's sort of like the thing that people don't understand that are or like about the original concept i think and in sort of like the meme definition of lindy it really like so back to like the that meme the first meme we were looking at like mm. the first panel was like oh it's just like another word for old so right. it's like this, there's the idea so like in the original sense it has to be something that's old that is like still in common use and i saw like a tweet um that was like it's lindy to like you know have like a you know a birth that's like not like medical and stuff i mean like you know obviously there's like a lot of good arguments for like home birth and stuff like that but um Mm -hmm. someone was saying like it's lindy to like essentially like die in childbirth (laughs) i don't know (laughs) yeah Um, that's true yeah it's very but it's like that's that like there there came a point where there was like an, an alternative to like you 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 use like modern medicine to like help like your chance of survival and someone I saw made the point, it was like, you know, it's it doesn't count as Lindy if there were no alternatives at the time. So, like, it's only, like, put uh, to the test when there are, are, are alternatives. Is that sound hmm. kind of right, David? Uh, yeah, that does sound kind of right. I mean, th- those are the stressors. Those are the, that that is the stressor uh, that tests whether something truly is, you know, uh, uh truly is lindy if there's if there's no other options then yeah sure we're all like yeah because it's never been tested yeah yes exactly yeah so it you know it's sort of a would yeah would it be fair to say that like well because then now i'm thinking of like okay so the 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 enclosure of the commons and the rise of the bourgeois class uh, is the first test of monarchy. So you couldn't really argue that monarchy was more Lindy than capital because monarchy was never tested before there was uh, exchange value, right? People are just feudal serfs. Uh, so I don't know. If, well, maybe we just can't apply Lindy to a political economy. Um, I don't know. Maybe if capitalism yeah. crumbled and then monarchy arose again, uh, there. I mean, there's literally an image of a phoenix here. So maybe, maybe monarchy is more resilient than we're taking into account, or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I hope not. I, re- I don't. I really don't think so. I think it, this is another one of those things where you have a um, monarchy. Probably was Lindy for a long time, right? It, it survived. Uh, uh, the rise and falls of like m- many civilizations and many kind of different things, but it, it there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't uh, still anything that's Lindy still, you would think, I mean, eventually it does have a lifespan 
And I think that we talked about this in the Discord a bit, but it's like if you are a you know, 44-year-old person, you can have an expected lifespan of another, you know, whatever, 44 years, ideally, at least in, according to insurance tables. Mm, but if right. you're a 44-year-old person with, like, stage 4 cancer, then you don't. And I think that in, like, you know, during sort of, like, the 18th century, the 19th century, 18th century, like, um, if you had the eyes to see it, you would see the terminal cancer that is happening on monarchy, like, globally. And I think people did see that. Right. So it's like that is no longer that no longer can be safely uh, assumed to be Lindy. Although I would assume that you would, if you had the eyes to see it, you would still like kind of hold out. Like I don't know, you know, it's been people say they will, but they they keep somehow doing it. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. So maybe right. slash and burn agriculture, very Lindy um, monocropping, yeah. not Lindy. <laughs> in the in the scope of things yeah like definitely technologies are it's easy to apply it to technologies i think and like you know it's like indigenous practices like um you know right, using right. fire and stuff and um in an, there was an interesting like in one of the like paul scholas like substacks he talked about how so like i think So obviously there's like an element of it that has to do with wisdom that like comes with um, something being like ingrained in a culture. So um, he was talking about how in like ancient Mexico, when they would um, harvest their corn, they knew to kind of like soak it in a liquid or like kind of add nutrients to it by putting like burnt uh, seashells in and that like enabled them to like get all the nutrients in their corn and then um when spanish colonialists came and they like they acquired the crop basically when they started to eat the corn they um started to experience like horrible vitamin deficiencies so i think like it's it's almost starts to seem like it's not just the practice itself but it's the idea that in having like this practice be a part of your culture you sort of there's like all there's all this like testing that goes on like you know inherently like through the time so it's like kind of like perfected too yeah which yeah. is and, deep yeah. time yeah it's like in the idea with that would be it's perfected through a way that it's it's difficult to see it's difficult to know um why something works but if it's like has i guess like yeah the true way of with Lindy, it's like called, called like grandmother wisdom, you know, mm. where it's like you don't really know why something works, or you know, there's it. It kind of is can be against rationality in a way, where it's like, hey, I'll just like boil the corn or whatever and just eat it, and just like eat mostly that, eat ninety percent corn, it's fine. But it's like, uh, why go through this labor-intensive process of like burning seashells and mixing it in and doing all this stuff, like? You can just eat it, but it's like there's a reason why uh, they do that, and and it's not completely uh, obvious. So it's like I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of has that thing of like why you know it's like I, I don't know. It's almost like the good version of conservatism, where it's like, hey, we're gonna like pay attention to 
to to this traditional thing and 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 assume that there's some kind of wisdom in this um even if it's not obvious even if it doesn't sort of like meet our sort of very linear scientific rational mind like at least hold it at arm's length and and be and be uh curious about it and say like okay like why did people do these things this way for so long like maybe maybe there's something to this that's um, kind of where it starts to get interesting too where yeah. it starts to verge into <clears throat> almost like a like dark enlightenment territory or like magic territory because uh essentially you're saying that like the irreducible complexities of this system are just there are so many of them that if we adjust one tiny piece over here we might uh, get something else over there out of tune and rather than trying to, in like an enlightened rationalist way, like illuminate all of the corners and understand the full workings of it, you actually had a system that was working, which was just boil the seashells along with the corn. And don't ask why you do that. Maybe it's a magical ritual or whatever. Um, and and you just stick with that. And that's actually the more the more scalable, more durable, more Lindy thing. Um, is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So where? No, um, that, that totally tracks. That totally tracks. Yeah. It's like like the dimwit, midwit, topwit thing. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, exactly. like the the dimwit isn't just gonna isn't is just gonna like use their common sense kind of like go with like what they you know have like been like raised to like you know under how to how they've been raised to understand the world where your midwit might be the person who's like hmm maybe we can make this more efficient <laughs> and we'll cut out that step because they don't like you know they're like oh easy way to like cut corners or whatever and then you know top wit you're like oh okay like there's literally like we're gonna get malnourished if we if we do it in the other way so we just have to do it the traditional way yeah and i I said it before i guess in that in the in the galaxy brain version of the original thing but it but the like aboriginal fire like burning of the of the of the australian outback like you know, you you go in there. It was the the people going the the sort of conquerors or whatever European conquerors going in there were operating pretty much from a rational, you know, early rational scientific um, mind frame, state of mind. It's like, oh, like this is just some superstitious, like you know, why you're doing all this stuff. We can just burn it and then plant crops. Like you don't have to mm. do all these mm. weird ritual, you know, all this weird stuff. There's no that doesn't make any sense, but like their weird rituals were like you know hundreds of thousands of years or whatever of like (laughs) applied wisdom passed down that like doing it in this sort of weird intuitive way that's really difficult to describe in rational ways but it but it but it works like it 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 actually does work and it and the and the and the colonialists just like completely fucked the land by doing it in a in a very sort of reductive linear dumb way well that's Um, so so maybe that's a good point to uh, I'm trying to, to sequentialize these things. So we went from theater to finance uh, through Taleb, but now we're starting to talk about agriculture. We're starting to talk about indigenous rituals that um, had like maybe material underpinnings of which people were unaware. And you have a certain ritual where like you don't fish the river in a certain season because of the gods, but actually what that allows for is that the, the, stock of fish to spawn and replenish and actually it's just um, a a rationing of resources Um, but it's all tied into this you know uh, uh, spiritual belief system Um, but 
but now is this like is this where we start to get into the the scalist territory because um that would seem to be the connection i i'm curious in general like what is the difference between lindy and Anne prim is there a certain point where they overlap hmm um i i think there's probably like a pretty significant overlap like i think a lot of the people that are into like talking about lindy are like they're very like anti-modern in a lot mm. of ways um I wouldn't say, like, fully and prim, because they probably still... I don't know. Like, it does... It all does sort of, like... I feel like it is all still centered on, like, civilization, you know? I don't know. I think there's, like, once again, probably a bit of a Venn diagram. Like, definitely, you know... Yeah, I think there's a lot in common with and prim. But, I don't know, David, what would you... How would you describe most of these people's, um, like, what, political... Um, no, they're all, they're all, like fucking esoteric right wing like <laughs> you know like body, like buff dudes i, I weird i saw i saw this lindy diet that like, was like it was it he had a picture of like uh monkeys or something like that it wasn't um like there's a there's a different spectrum only. bananas Banana- and mangoes that's <laughs> lindy Did yeah they- and like there's definitely i don't know um someone in the chat was like talking about how ann Prims would probably reject um, a lot of these things on the basis of them being technology. Hmm. And I feel like the, I feel like a lot of what people talk about with Lindy, like I said, is like technology. And um, uh, I think also like to, when you start to get into the Scalis stuff, it's yeah. really becomes more I'm of like a lifestyle. Now. He, importantly. He's really like his sort of grift, I think is to like sort of turn it into like a life, a sort of a lifestyle like advice sort of thing, which is really how every single person in the trad sphere, like, you know, that's their plan is just like, hmm. um, become like lifestyle yeah. advisor my, or whatever. Yeah. My hope is that with my, uh, kind of long and boring, uh, contextualization of the pre before all these, all these people that, uh, that you'll know that like a lot of these just like, trad uh the trad is not lindy lindy is not the right that's not the same thing and i know that there's a lot of these people that talk about it online they're all pretty much right-wing esoteric and i wouldn't necessarily put scholas in that i like scholas he's funny to me but uh it's not the same thing it's not just anything that is trad is lindy and it's not like it's not how it works. If it's not continually in use, if it's not, if, if it lost relevancy already and nobody does it anymore and it's gone, like it's not Lindy. <laughs> like that's just right. period. I feel like a lot of the trad people miss that. Yeah, especially like the right. Oh, Hey, Margo. Hey, is this here. Yes, yes. Yeah. Let me turn you up. Uh, okay, cool. Hi, welcome. Hey. Yeah. I was going to ask David, um, cause there is a kind of, tension in a lot of these communities or especially the way you were talking about it the um lindy as a concept is like very much for people doing you know very like broad scope analysis but most of the people in deranged corners of the internet who come to it are looking for very specific like day-by-day advice so there's already like a very weird tension there that people are 
you know, <laughs> looking for day by day advice and like, what do I eat in the morning and uh, how do I look? And um, I don't know. I wonder if you have any thoughts about that since you're kind of the expert yeah. on like the theory of this. Well, I say to those people and to all you kind people that you should eat 36 eggs every single day. <laughs> every single day? 36 eggs. 36. Okay. Uh, How many are you doing? Is Are you, you're on 36 now? Is no, three an hour? Is that, what is it? No. <laughs> One and a half an hour? Are they raw or cooked? I think they are raw. raw. Yeah, raw eggs. Hmm. 36 raw eggs. Yeah, I mean, you, you drink them. Um, we'll, we'll get into that in two a bit. We should talk about scallops first. That's yeah. uh, deeper, deeper down. I was just going to reference, um, I had initially made the mistake of thinking that uh, we could get a bunch of supplements or whatever, and I would do some kind of auto experiment. We can, we like, can still do that, Josh. Don't, well, but don't count that out at I'm, all. Don't count that out I'm not trying all. to squirm out of it. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Uh, I'm, I'm jumping at the opportunity. I literally have a drawer of of like various types of I know you do <laughs> and you can too yeah. you can as well well I was I'm I'm all ready to do it but I think I I had mentally like I haven't lifted in over a year now which has been like the longest period of my adult life so I was like all right I got to get my T levels up I got to you know uh get back outside stop being a neat or whatever but then I looked into the Lindy stuff and when I got into the Scalus territory it was like oh, you actually don't want to take any of those things. Like it's a lifestyle brand, but they can't sell supplements because supplements haven't been around long enough. So <laughs> he's selling you like a Substack, I guess, instead of like a bunch of uh, vitamin pills, because it seems like the Lindy body is being like having a lean physique and not really like the total like fetishization that, that I associate with the BAP people. Am I, am I yeah, correct in that? Like no, here, the great totally physique right. lie. This this was a big one here. It's really funny, like the way so all these the like right wing bodybuilder people who all hate bug men, they mm. and they hate, you know, globo homo and um they they hate transhumanism. It's like this is like very transhumanist. This whole like this like maximizing your body yes. thing. I yeah. think that's like a funny irony. Mm. Yeah, it's it's funny because the, the the trad problem is like, are you a traditionalist for the 1950s or the 1850s? And you kind of arbitrarily pick a period where things were working better, but those were always in flux. And so the I think the great insight of the parody or the hyperbole of Return to Monk is like, or that like Cambrian bug creature that's crawling out of the water, like... Um, you know, how trad do you want to go back to being, being a single-celled organism or something like that? But at least the Lindy stuff seems like there's at least an air of, um, I don't know, I want to say like a dark enlightenment rationality to it, whereas like the BAP stuff is just pure ideology, like this is how men should look because of some metaphysical concept that we will instantiate through the power of our belief and discipline and, and whatever. Um, it's not like, there's no material basis to that ideology, right? But Lindy, ostensibly, or like within the deep layers of maybe irrationality, there is like, oh, this is actually the most sustainable version of society or the most sustainable practice for nutrition or farming or, or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, that sounds right to me. I think that um, you're kind of hitting on this is like the the Kantbot critique of the BAP 
crowd, mm. the esoteric right wing, which is essentially that they live in a world of like uh, sort of a make believe, like a Disneyland, Disney World version of the past that never really existed. That like is it's not Lindy, like it's just like fake. Right. Like there wasn't really this thing that they're thinking of of like fucking hot tan Aryan whatever the fuck dudes all All their like their ideal like male form was completely created by like an advertising department you know in the 20th century like post Bernays like shit (laughs) yes absolutely yeah Disney it's like a Disneyland version of the past that never really existed because I mean it makes sense in kind of modernity especially in America we have like no I mean, most of us have like no real actual uh, connection with our ancestry or with our past. I have my 23 in me, but that tells me barely anything. Like once we got on the boat, once the uh, Yokums got on the boat, like it's that's all I have. Like from that point forward, and there, I, I understand that yearn that like some kind of yearning for. Uh, for a lineage or whatever. And I think that that's kind of like the the true drive. There's something true. That's the true part that I see in those guys that is like you're yearning for something that, that, that connects you with the rest of the totality of the, of the history of humanity and the history of the world. And it's kind of we have a blank slate and they have decided to fill it with some yeah, Disneyland version of the past that mm. never never existed and is not true. Um, but it is funny to look at. Pure historical idealism. Yeah. Yeah, uh sure, sure. Um hmm, hmm. This is this is a digression. A big rock but though. Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. Sorry. Well, I think I think it's not about I mean, I think at a certain point, uh, you know, you you press on it enough, and you realize that it's totally, it's it's totally fake. Like the history never existed. But um, my my feeling is that it's actually it's about like moving towards something. It's about becoming something more. It's about transcending. And that's like I mean, like right wing ideology is uh, is about the metaphysics of like becoming something great or becoming a god or or something like that. Um, that's where the clarity is, where it's just all like magic at at the end of it. Um, but you know, certain people get like stuck in these hung up, uh, these hangups, which is like reactionary conservatism for various periods that like, oh, we should go back to like the dad being the breadwinner. That's like the easy version of it. And then we just like, oh, we should go back to like, um, not having democracy <laughs> or like we should go back to having like, um, you know, people draped in robes in the Senate or, or something. Um, but it's all about, I mean, I don't know, we're, we're going we're gonna to drift too far to really get into this. But I, I feel like the, the wedge between these two things is that it's like a rational kind of, um, or like an irrational empiricism, I want to say. I know that those are two like oxymoronic or contradictory terms, but uh, like Lindy is... Um, it's supposed to be a way to like decrypt the world and know what is the correct decision. So you don't lead yourself into civilizational catastrophe. But I think the, the esoteric guys are about like creating and transcending and becoming something new. Um, and that, that, that is actually the organizational principle that you mobilize all of society's resources towards. Yeah. 
um, I don't know, creating like Brahmins or whatever the most, the high caste. This is, this is a, a totally different adjacent topic now. Um, okay. So <laughs> there are arbitrary uh, periods that people become nostalgic reactionaries for. How does the Scalus stuff then verge into the raw egg nationalism? Because raw egg nationalism, maybe if we're going to spatialize it, would be in the overlap between BAP and between Scalus, right? There's like a health component to it as well, but it's also about like ripped dudes. I think really it's just that... um people like Ra'ek nationalism or sort of less political, like in content, like they're totally political in their associations and their names and stuff, Mm. but kind of like Scalas, like the weird men's world magazines and stuff we were looking at, you know, they're like 60, 70% just pictures of, you know, shirtless men and, um, you know, the right ways to have a diet and Mm. how to dress and you know how to organize a workout routine so i think like the kind of continuum we can think of is like the proportion of general life advice to political content and then you have to keep in mind that there's a kind of political veneer kind of political association to everything involved here um you know because because um yeah, I listened to a podcast with the Rog Nationalist guy. He was just kind of talking about this bodybuilder he really likes, um, Vince Gironda. And I mean, it's kind of this is this is the safer work version, correct? Oh, is there <laughs> two versions? <laughs> there is one that has. This is very funny. There is one that has um, a lot of like 1960s, 70s softcore porn in it oh and let me look that, at that, that one on the one that's not on the screen <laughs> yeah that one no i think i think i linked you the everybody got mad at him for publishing one with this very like sort of bland softcore porn because it was like the seed you know kind of the beginning of the psyop that would be internet pornography but then people got mad at him for this one because the kind of sailor trope was a little bit gay um not that this magazine seems not that this magazine seems like entirely anti-gay because um I think in both of them they have uh, Mishima uh, translations, so uh, we, we can get into that. But I I guess my point was just that like there's a kind of balance between political content and just straight up life advice slash um boutique industry and side hustle stuff and uh in in that sense, um, the, this magazine is kind of in the middle of Dallas and Bab. Can I ask a, a raw egg question? Because I like I understand. So if you're like about raw milk, your idea is that there's a process of pasteurization that removes essential nutrition or some other stuff that is, um, I don't know, feminizing the men or something like that. Um, but what the raw egg just means that you don't cook them. It's not like you don't pasteurize eggs, right? So what is the, am, am I correct about that? Is there something else that's like, well, there is, they do do some stuff with eggs where they put a, like a coating on them or they, re- hmm. they remove, there's a coating that they remove. And this is fucking like a tangent, but like, um, 
How do you in know America? this also? Well, because I, because <laughs> in other countries, if you go to 7-Eleven, they have, like, eggs, like, out and about. Yeah. So they don't need to be refrigerated because there's, like, an, a coating on that makes it basically, oh. like, um, protects it from getting... So there's, like, a natural, like, past, like, I guess almost, like, a natural pasteurization, but, like, um, you know, that makes it, like, immune to going bad and stuff. But I think you're hmm. still supposed to cook them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're supposed to put them on your eyeballs. That was, yeah, that's the other question, too. Because I'm, I'm used to the, the bot. oh, wow, they've got the jaw stuff in here. They have the mastic uh, gum. Um, I'm just going through it to make sure that there's nothing, like, not safe for uh, the stream. No, this one is okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, I, believe, sure, I, sure. Don't even, I don't even think there's bad symbolism. Well, particularly iconically bad symbolism. Oh, wow, Unabomber's in here, too. Really, all of the all of the hits. Okay, so um, what would be the wedge between what is the issue that um, Scalus and raw egg nationalism would be divided on? Like what? What embodied in like a um, a, a single issue? Would it be like deadlifting or something like that, or? Um, uh, glamour muscles or something like um, lifting for aesthetics. I think definitely because so for Scholas, his like thing, his number one contribution to the discourse is the concept of the Lindy Walk. Yes, which is literally just means you go for a walk. I think if you, I think that's the number one thing that people would associate with, not just him, but now just Lindy in general is the idea of the lindy walk so it's like you just go for a walk that's kind of your exercise and you see nice scenery people like to take photos from their lindy walk and put it on twitter <laughs> people be like oh and it's like you know it's not different from a regular walk you're just going on a walk but they call it a lindy walk i fully support the lindy walk lindy walk Kant went on lindy walks everyone went on lindy walks this is a since the beginning there's something there's something that happens you go for a walk without like listening to you maybe you could listen to music but i feel like it's better like nothing and Mm. you know no no podcast no fucking people's ideas in your brain it's like walking meditation yeah yeah i think i think that's that's the way that paul scholas sort of uh uh propositions it and uh I think that that is pretty Lindy. It, there, there, there's been lots of lots and lots of like people since for a very long time that have reportedly, you know, that's like part of their thing, part of their daily routine. And uh, yeah, it's it's it. funny because it's kind of like the next step to the very obvious Jordan Peterson stuff, where it's like if you go for a walk and look at the trees, it'll make you feel good. Um, you know, and I think that's just, just like a core thing to all of this is just the sort of incredibly low-level advice about like just being a human being that, you know, for whatever reason, nobody was properly given. I mean, it's it's not hard to learn independently that if you go for a walk and move your body, it'll feel good. Um I guess, Josh, to your earlier question, what would be a wedge issue? I mean, I think 
you're right that um Gallus and like Raic nationalists just kind of have different time periods they prefer. Like if you look at the stupid Mims World magazine, um like it's very, very um, you know, nineteen fifties. I mean, all of the bodybuilders this guy loves came to prominence in the fifties and sixties. Mm. That's just kind of when the art or sport or whatever you want to call it comes into prominence as well. Um, you know, so I mean, definitely all of the uh, um, like statues here are kind of inspirations for the bodybuilders. And like this guy, Vince Garonda, is most certainly a kind of, you know, he was very interested in the aesthetics of the body. And he came up with the 36 eggs a day routine. Um, as kind of a reaction to steroids, because he was very much against steroids, not because they were cheating, but because they made your body look wrong and they like, mm. you know, gave mm. you the wrong kind of hip muscles and abdominal muscles, so you didn't get the correct, you know, very top heavy um, sort of body he liked. So it is incredibly aesthetic. And I guess the, another thing too is that um, the kind of, you know. American Wignat kind of guys. Um, you know, their idea of Lindy is like the man goes to his um madman job in his suit and goes home to yeah. his wife. But then you'll see other people talking about Lindy things. Um, there's this like logo daedalist tweet where he says it's extremely trad for a woman to bring in revenues from business property management while the patriarch or father spends his days in quote-unquote societies gambling doing sport and hunting game and doing speculative speculative investments in property so um you know there's definitely like a kind of difference between the very knee-jerk aesthetic sort of white nationalism um kind of life advice which is you know make yourself beautiful and have a wife who um supports your i don't know aesthetic biological journey and then the kind of frankly just more intelligent lindy stuff that has you know these kind of interesting like nrx sort of inversions of tradition that are actually like mm-hmm. affirmations of tradition i don't know nice. if you've seen that through david ian Hall. yeah um and i think also like with this ideal from the the raw egg sort of side, that ideal of like the like male breadwinner is another place where I think um, like Scholas would probably like diverge a little bit because one mm. of his things that he talks about is like the the four hour life. So he's so he's like he talks a lot about how you know with the the way our like work week is scheduled, you basically have like a very limited amount of time for like anything like for yourself anything personal so i think he sort of wants to do away with there are certain like things about like the way labor works that he wants to do away with and i don't think that's really like present necessarily in some of this other Hmm. stuff that is like i think maybe paul scalis well there are different areas and i think you know there's a there's a big question here about like how much of this is just like personal advice, like how to like, you know, literally just life advice, like fitness, mm-hmm. like well-being or whatever, which is a very like personal thing. There's but then you sort of like have to disentangle that from like these implicit ideas about like 
you know, political economy, like you said. It's like, I don't know. I, that, so probably, I don't know, that's a kind of a tough like, question to answer with these, because obviously this Man's World magazine is, is very aesthetic. It's, it's really not, it's not like any sort of like program for society, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I th- I feel like this is, um, you see this happen with different memes and different keywords. It's essentially like a, a branding dispute where Lindy has traction and then people are competing over the definition of it. So there's um, significant fissures in the factions, but none of them want to abandon the term because they all get traffic from the other people who use it and are essentially like equivocating over the definition of Lindy. Um yeah, because this is like totally at odds with just to refresh um, our our palettes here. Where's the like those kinds of aesthetics versus like I guess it's also a like a symbiotic ecosystem too, where conceivably you could have people who are uh, looking at both of these communities and are kind of toss. Uh, there's a toss up for their belief system. Like, oh, do I want to be like uh, a, a caveman hunting a, a mammoth, or do I want to be like the homoerotic, uh, you know, chiseled character from, yeah, the gum? I gotta get my, I gotta get my gum. Um, you know, one one of these guys, like these bodybuilders or or whatever. Less less uh, less interesting. Is this one safe to open the first one issue one? It is. It is. I, I scrolled okay. through it really quick, but this is the safer work one. Yeah. Clown um, world in here. It's kind of like just all the memes, right? Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the introduction to this one is funny if you go back one page because um, I'm calling for <laughs> like a safe space for Womo. How do you say this? Womo. It's uh, just Italian for man. It's, it's kind of just like a pun on Globo Homo. Huh. Yeah. Good. Welcome, friends. This one, this spread, and this is the bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's uh, Vince Gironda. Um, there's like a pretty funny thing here. Um, we're talking about how men need safe spaces to be men to do the things men do and talk about the things men talk about without supervision or infiltration from the so-called fairer sex. Yet <laughs> everywhere, the realms of true male freedom and friendship is circumscribed and curtailed. Oh, that's a circums. Yeah, circumscribed and curtailed. It's few surviving uh, oasis is deliberately stacked about with warnings of illicit or repressed desire of Oscar Wilde's famous love that dare not speak its name. Only its name is spoken all too often these days. Mm. (laughs) Um, There's also the willful failure to understand this, the desire to twist and introduce something so noble says far more about the traducers than it could ever say about the traduced <laughs> word of the day, I guess. But um, no, it is very funny because this is like maybe where um this magazine is a bit more interested in the kind of Lindy stuff and like a hyper aesthetic idea. The way that um, you know, they're talking about safe spaces for men, like you know, men need like gentlemen clubs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's just like a kind of a few funny images in the magazine. I haven't really found much of note. There's a very horrible um, zero HP Lovecraft story, but I don't know, I don't know how related that is. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah. think we should definitely Finish look at that. Because I'm sure it's hilarious. Let me see if I can. I don't know if I can easily. Oh, I can. I can scroll through it a little bit more quickly. There's a there was a bar here to move through it, but I think I just have to page through, which is really, really slow. I mean, <laughs> there's just endless pictures of like bodybuilders there. Okay, this is a bad interface. To re- I was trying. I was like very frustrated with yeah, this it's really, earlier. <laughs> it's really long. Like, I mean, you would think that they would give you parts of the magazine rather than the whole thing. Uh, can I? Can yeah, they I haven't this? figured out a place to physically print it yet. Hmm. They definitely should. If, if they really wanted to be Lindy, they could go all Drunken Canal and only make it um, print. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, wait, this must be it. Wait, this is people. There's people emailing. This has got to be it. Yeah. I can't really zoom in comfortably, unfortunately, because the every time I try and zoom in, it resizes the thing. It's okay. This is like very off topic, so I don't know if you want to go over this. I mean, it's up to you. We could also look at the um, other um, book by this guy, the one with the pictures I had told you about. But I could give you a quick oh, yeah. rundown on this. <laughs> yes, um, yes. This... Let, me, let me pull that up. Um, uh, like the first thing you should do is scroll like to page 40. 40 okay or, or look at the introduction really. is there anything in the book that i can't put on the screen can i just drag the book over no it's mostly texts and you'll see in a minute just yeah it really is something extraordinary let me just show the cover to everyone draw me a geronda is that the that's the name of this um the bodybuilder yeah yeah okay and 36 eggs a day will get you a body like this Precisely. I feel like I just I get so No, you have to work out too. Okay. Yeah, if I did that, it would not work that way. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna scroll through. Let me uh, go go go. Where is this? We're going to page forty here. Geronda uh, yeah, one. Not a yeah, promising 30s. start. Uh, it's like poorly designed. So you have to scroll down and then scroll back up. I like scroll down to the next page. This one, <laughs> yeah. So I did, um, I'm a little bit. You want to tell you, us what's going draw. on here? Yeah. So that little drawing is um a drawing a girl who connected with the raw egg nationalist on twin- Tinder was commissioned by him to draw. So um his little plot for the book um that he opens it up with is that he asks a girl on Tinder to draw him. Vince Gironda, because Vince Gironda is a special interest. And mm. then he basically um, psychoanalyzes the girls to figure out if they're like down with nationalism by um, analyzing their drawings oh, of wow. Vince. So um, if you go back up, you can read his um Ah, okay. So this is his, his criticism of the artwork here. That, that he's commissioned, yes. Okay. So Geronda won. Let's just read this out for people who can't see on the screen. Not a promising start. This Geronda appears to have been abusing steroids and lifting heavy, resulting in a thick midsection of the sort that Vince denigrated in the strongest terms. The artist cl- clearly has little understanding of the fundamental aesthetic principles Vince followed, but at least she hasn't drawn Vince Vaughn, which is to say I don't think she has. Ooh, that's, that's not very good. <laughs> My verdict must try harder. You're going to have to give her a serious education on Vince before you progress any 
further. This is one of the most um, bizarre, like psychosexual fetishes I've I've ever seen. That you would connect with people on a dating app and then ask them to draw you these like really crude um, sketches of a bodybuilder. And there's yeah, just, there's several of them. Should we look yeah, at a few keep, more? Just keep going. I think there, there's enough to do. I think all of them. Tonight. Wow, it's an interesting progression. This is okay. So this is a Warhol version. This looks like it's a photo. How refreshing! This is a very striking reimagining of the Iron Guru. It must be a name for a Geronda in the Andy Warhol style. A number of potential interpretations suggest themselves, but for me, the most compelling one concerns Vince's rightful place in history. Warhol painted some of the most famous people of the age, including Marilyn Monroe, Elvis, Elvis, Marlon Brando, and Chairman Mao, so perhaps the artist is hoping to elevate Vince to the status of a great icon of the 20th century, too. That's a pretty good interpretation. That's great. I'd certainly like to think so. This suggests a nobleness of spirit and a sense of justice, as well as a creative mind and and artistic flair. Good girl. <laughs> Good girl. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> the color scheme is also suggestive. Yellow is, of course, the color of sunshine and vitality, hope and joy. The negative associations of yellow, particularly with cowardice, are obviously not to be entertained. Okay, but the yellow's in the hair. So... Uh, sure, sure. Why not? Well, maybe let's continue pop, forward pop. here. What the? F- He's fat? LOL, Vince got fat. This date must have not gone well. <laughs> okay. What can I say but beware the woman who says she prefers a dad bod? No woman in her right mind would prefer an overweight, out of shape Vince, which never actually existed. <laughs> He's defending his honor. That's good. To the classically perfect aesthetic he displayed in the picture upon which this travesty is based. In a rare moment of honesty, a woman like the woman who drew this may even admit why she wants you to be rounder, more approachable, and less alpha. You make her feel fat, unhealthy, and unworthy of your affection. In short, she knows she isn't good enough and wants to punish you for it rather than changing herself. Prefer the woman who wants you to be at the height of your powers and encourages you to be so. Okay, that kind of feels like more to us than to her. Um, also, a weird thing. I mean, if somebody asked you to draw a picture of the guy, you'd probably just say no rather than just making fun of him or something. Was that? That looked like a maybe Owen Cyclops illustration. Anything really essential on. in here? I mean, we can we can move forward. I mean, there's there's quite a few of these. Yeah, some of like them are some are better than others. This is like a hieroglyph or something. Strange and abstract and unnerving about this Geronda-styled abstract archetypal. Perhaps the artist is gesturing towards some idealized notion of the male form, but then she has chosen the wrong civilization, the wrong ideal. The stylization suggests an African fetish idol, the sort of thing you'd see carved in dark wood, not in not an American bodybuilding idol. As much as Geronda believed the human body was a gift from God, a work of art which should be judged according to the eternal principles of aesthetics, as a good Catholic boy, he certainly didn't go for idolatry. Okay. Oh, wait. The eyes in particular are very disconcerting. <laughs> Empty, soulless, alien. The artist is almost certainly prey to some reptilian traits herself. Ooh, yikes. This is just a photo. This is not a drawing here. That barely counts. This is the best one so far. This kind of looks like Anthony Weiner, actually. 
Geronda 7. Now, this is more like it, the classic Geronda. Vince, as he should and will be remembered, this girl gets it. Need I say more? Go get her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. It's almost like um, he's like vetting the women for us so that if you're like a young bodybuilder, he's just like screening them and you know which ones to go after. I guess this is like the the only way to know if you should date a girl is like this is like anyone who subscribes to this has to do this. This one is like so good. This is really good. Yeah, it's just really well done. <laughs> I'm like this one looks almost like it got made using one of those like um AI like turn it photo yeah. into a painting like mm. but maybe not. Maybe this person's, you know, really committed maybe the profile was very enticing you know maybe they really wanted to go on a date with this guy it's a lot of creative labor yeah you must have really liked the person let's just look at the the rest of these images here so we'll, we'll scroll through a little bit more quickly this is i mean this is really silly like why even why even do it why even continue the conversation i guess maybe some people are just entertained by how what a lunatic this guy is on the dating app Wow, this pose is kind of great. Yeah, it's a pose he invented, he says. Oh, really? I would yeah. like to ask the girls in the chat how many uh, guys on dating apps are like full, just like in a whatever, whitey tidies, like in poses. Like, because that's clearly, it's like make a picture based on my dating app profile, right? Was this common? Is his profile just a picture of. Geronda. It probably is. Yeah, um, he, he has like a real oh wait, Josh, you gotta scroll to the end though. There's something very goofy. <laughs> the baby head one? No, no, like all the way to the end. Oh. Wow. Oh wait, this is a great oh right, right. Now is your opportunity to practice drawing your own Geronda. Take your time, don't rush. Try to draw something authentic, whatever comes to mind, rather than drawing something you think will prove some point or other about you. It's easy to tell an inauthentic Geronda from an honest one. There's a reason Vince's most famous workout is known as the Honest Workout. Once you finish drawing your Geronda, take a look and analyze it. What do you think the drawing says about you? Does it tell you something about yourself you didn't know before? Drawing Gerondas can be great therapy. <laughs> if you're feeling stressed, draw a Geronda. If you're feeling low, draw a Geronda. If you're feeling elated, whatever your emotion, let it th- flow through the pencil or pen or crayon or whatever tool you're using. Externalize your feelings in Vince. Assemble an entire sketchbook full of Gerondas, drawn at different times in different moods. Is this... Um, <sighs> Is he is he doing a bit here? Looking back, you'll be surprised at just at just how accurate a record of your life these drawings provide. If you want, tweet your favorite at me at Baby Gravy. Okay, I feel like yeah, and then there's a little space at the end of the. Book. Oh, good, good. Yeah, he drew a box here just in case we didn't know that we could just draw on the page. It, he put a box for us to put the drawing into. All right, let's see, let's see, let's. Should we do it? Let's do it. Yeah, I think you gotta do it. I have a feeling... I feel like I can do a decent one. I don't know if I can... 
it would be much easier to trace with the Wacom, but um, hold on. I have to I have to pull up some things. Josh, on the you're screen. a professional artist. I think you got this. I'm a professional draftsman. Let me break out my uh, charcoal over here. Make sure this doesn't float too much. Okay, so this is this is visible to to everyone as long as I keep it here, I think. Oh man, I haven't drawn in so long. How am I going to do this? Um let me let me refresh myself with the source material. Let me look at let me look at the picture. It is quite the pose. Okay. Shoulders are great. The delts are great. He is rather narrow. It's a real V type of a shape. Like bodybuilders now have uh, bigger thighs, right? Like this is, what is the era that he's around? Is it 19? Like uh, he started a gym in the 50s. He trained Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, the guy who played the Hulk the first mm. time with Ferrigno. So, like, right. um, this guy really was, um, like, the real deal. As far as I can tell, he really did not have, you know, he, like, read a lot of history because he was interested in the history of, like, the male body or whatever. But as far as I can tell, he really didn't have any extraordinary political views. So um, this guy is fixation on him is entirely because of the eggs <laughs> and so what did you like you would just lift like uh uh like you would do a normal bodybuilding program and you would exclusively eat egg protein or were you supplementing other things at the same time or um, i know he was also big on the milk um, he, he was, like, milk. down on the um, high-protein, high-fat diet. But it wasn't, like, literally 36 eggs a day. It was, like, 36 eggs a day for concentrated periods. Because mm-hmm. um, he literally was trying to make it competition for steroids. You would mix the eggs with, like, cream and milk, though, right? Into a shake? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to pull up a diet now, so maybe I can read it. Um, well, Josh finds it, if I can find anything. Oh, he was down on raw meat, too. Oh, really? Yeah. What is the, what is the rationale behind that? Like, why... Why would you... What do you lose when you cook it? <laughs> Oh, no, I guess if he was, I don't know, like JC in the chat was saying he's like anti-carb, but it was maybe like related to, I don't know, it's like harder to digest, right? It's harder to digest your meat so you like burn more energy. But maybe, yeah, also Emu said nutrients. Maybe there's more nutrients. If we, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get there, but if we do look at, like, the exoscience stuff, too, like, um, <laughs> they real, there's that one, um, there was that one raw foods guy, I'm going to see if I can find it, he's, like, the raw foods guy, That's it would have been, 
That's the one with Dante as his profile pic, right? Um, well, it was like a guy who's dead now. And this would have been, I think, prior this would sorry, this would have been after um Vince. Let's see. Have you guys ever met any of these people in person? Like just like raw meat people? No, I talked to you? one of these guys who um he was really into the Wignat stuff and then he kind of depoliticized and his uh his page now is just like recipes for basically cracking an egg over raw meat and um all that kind of stuff. And it's I think he's much happier actually. Um so I I totally empathize with like yeah, modernity is making a lot of people sick and um maybe that's just a healthier lifestyle if you're like really into having a garden and <laughs> cooking your own food and something. Yeah, I just know a guy at the Whole Foods in Boulder, Colorado that was very much into hanging out by the meat counter and anybody anytime I try to buy meat, he would just feel like you're eating that raw, right? Wait, he didn't work there? No. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did they just let him hang out? I I I don't think they let him. They didn't not let him hang out. Hmm. He was he was I will say he was very full of energy, you know, and he attributed it to the raw meat. So, uh, I don't know. He also like had some in on like raw colostrum, which is the uh, it's like when a cow gives or with any I guess any mammal gives birth. For the first six hours or eight hours, you give like a certain kind of milk that is like oh wow the thing that is necessary for like your baby to you know not die and grow. So mm-hmm. it's like extremely high in all the whatever peptides and all the different stuff. But um, apparently, they do that with cows and they just like steal the baby's milk and then they uh, through underground markets will like give it to you. Oh wow! So it was like uh, a thing for like, would he would he was he scouting for customers that would come there? That was part of his deal, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But he was also just like, you know, trying to give the benefits of just eating the meat raw. But then also, if you talk to him, like when I at least I talked to him, and I had a couple other friends that had a similar experience. Uh, just a public like, servant. Oh yeah. By the way, like I supply colostrum to like all these celebs. Like, hey, he wants some raw colostrum. Yeah, what um, what celebs? That's <laughs> give us your yeah. client list exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it seems legit. I would, I would drink some colostrum, I guess, if I get my hands on it. So is it is it? There's get, like HGH in the thing or something? Or like, yeah, it's that? like super. Yeah, I think it's like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I so I'm I'm playing all koi. I do have some colostrum, but it's not raw, like liquid form. Apparently, they make. At least the place that I bought it from, they say they make the cows make more than the calves need. So you can buy like powdered. It's like kind of like protein powder. Um, so this is one of the things to add to your. We're not getting Josh. By the way, you're not getting away from having to buy some supplements. I'm 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 ready for it. I just yeah, I just didn't realize like what kind of physique I was signing up for because I thought I was going to do like a. I don't know, so like a training session or something. But now I realize it's just something very different. I do, I do just regular walks, like I do you're, that anyway. 
Are you ready to start lifting? You you like lifted for a while though, right? I did. Yeah, I lifted. I lifted pretty seriously, actually. I think I think I had a very unhealthy uh, relationship with exercise because <laughs> I did um, not as an auto experiment, just like just because I did it. Uh, I did like the fit program for like six months, and it became like I just I don't think I can do it in moderation. You know, obviously, I'm, that's maybe not one of is my that, talents. That, it's like a protocol. What is it? Well, it's a, it's just like exercises that you do in a certain order and you do like, you know, um, certain lifts on certain days and it's like, um, you know, one of those starting programs. Uh, and I kind of, I just wanted to do it and see like what would happen to me mentally if I put myself and like my body through the experience that, um, you know, people who frequent that, that board do. And, um, the insights were just like, oh, this is actually very similar to what I, I just regularly do and feel like. So I don't know if I gained too, too much from it, but now I kind of feel like I'm just, I don't know. I don't feel like myself after being uh, sedentary for a year. Yeah. This is not, this is kind of like not too bad. I don't want to spend like all night. No, His head good, is actually. too tiny, no, kind of losing yeah, the scale. Well. Let me do, let's do a quick transformation here. I'm cheating a little bit. Uh, I think you should try it. Make sure you don't. Who knows? That's way too big. Let's go for like 110. And his legs are kind of too too big. So let's see if we can just scale those down by like 5% or something. See if I can just roughly cut this. Try 95. It's definitely not the worst one. Well, that's, that's good. No, I think that Maybe he would. I think, I think that guy would fuck you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> okay, there cool. So that, well, that's my, that's my Geronda, I think. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, let's, uh, let's save it. Let's put it on. Yeah, it's on the good. desktop. You should send it to him on Twitter. See what he says. I should. Yeah, that's the um, that was the on the top of my list of things to do. I I definitely want to. Yeah, I realize it's oh, we should have really setting ourselves up for one here. Yeah. Did I save it on the desktop? Here it is. There we go. Okay. Josh, do you take any supplements right now? I take nothing right now. Um, I was taking. Um, I've taken a number of things in the past from just like regular workout supplements of like proteins and, and whatever, but I'm not really sure that I can lift in the neighborhood. So I don't know. Um, I kind of assume that like, oh, there's going to be a Lindy diet and there's going to be a Lindy like exercise program. And that doesn't really seem to exist or there's not a consensus on what that thing actually is. So now I'm taking nothing and I'm doing nothing. Yeah, I think if you tried to do, like, a more general Lindy experience, that would be kind of funny. You could, like, just buy all the weird esoteric foods they're trying to peddle. So they're even advertising olive oil. Mm, yeah, I saw that in one of the <laughs> In a few yeah, of these magazines. The yeah. But, um, yeah, it certainly wouldn't be, like, a singular thing, because I think, like, a big part of this is 
probably a big part of like the whole bodybuilding lifestyle forever. So it's been a a den of grifters and everybody's in competition. You know, it's not really like a, like a program made in like an elite environment. It's like very much at the margins. A lot of people competing for a you know, tiny bit of attention. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Josh should take vitamin D and magnesium because they're Lindy. Uh, they're Lindy things that are supposed to be in our uh yeah uh, like vitamin d is just like sunlight which has been or it's not sunlight it's, it's one component the most like one important component that we've identified that is like in the modern world it it's something as lindy if it's been like important for millions of years but then maybe like has been neglected for like you know a couple like a hundred or two but it's like that's pretty small in comparison so it's like if you're not you're probably you're probably pretty low in vitamin d and then also magnesium which has been depleted by the depleted of the soil which is normally in like green leafy vegetables and stuff but it's been like universally depleted and both of those make like pretty big difference and are pretty low uh low intervention um i would say those are those are lindy supplements i i would think that most of these guys probably do agree if you uh yeah, they'd be more about like uh, anti-neutropics or something like that, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't want to actually optimize yourself because your system is too complicated to like throw in a new variable. Like just just have a good, healthy, balanced diet or something. I I do think um, like Nigolo, Tesla and like um, people in that sphere where it starts to get more esoteric they definitely are into magnesium it's the, it's one of those things where if you, if you just like if you see a tweet that's just like the things you do it's like take magnesium sun your balls whatever yes like, right so i think they are taking magnesium i just have seen that in some in some cases and you live in an area where the sunning might be difficult <laughs> if you could manage that that would be very funny <laughs> Yeah, you should sun your balls as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd have to. You'd really have to do it inside because if you did it on the roof, it might get uh, a little bit complicated. Yeah, children in the neighborhood and everything. Okay, so magnesium, vitamin D—that that's pretty straightforward. Um, I feel like we have. I feel like the uh, Nagola and um, exogenesis and and everything is like a whole next topic. Um, that that is like even more to crack open um maybe maybe this is a good place to leave it for tonight and um we're certainly pretty deep into the topic okay so my my um aspirations for a um hypermasculine herculean bod will have to be tabled for the foreseeable future unfortunately lift heavy, just lift heavy stone that's what Taleb just does deadlifts. Just get a big just rock. Deadlifts. Just yeah, the deadlifts. Yeah. Get up. Just deadlifts, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I'm sold. I'm sold. And don't use the same scissors to cut your food that you use to open Amazon packages because um if you use the foods if you use the food scissors to get and cut plastic, then you'll get xenoestrogens in your food and you will um, become trans. 
eyes. Yeah, I knew Look it. it yes, yeah, and there, uh, it's in the beer too. The phytoestrogens in the hops. You mean soy peas? Yeah, <laughs> right. Soy peas. Can I ask about oat milk just quickly before we oh wrap God. up? Is there? Is that? That's a whole thing to crack open. It's too much. Oh, yeah. It's too the, much of a topic. The milk wars. We'll have to get into the milk wars another time. Yeah. I think if anything, yeah, avoid the seed oil. They'll say avoid the seed the seed oils. Yeah, that that that's great for lab too. That's that's not just these uh, uh these uh, homoerotic right wing esoteric guys. The you don't really, you don't really need them if you're not cooking anything. If you're just eating raw meat and eggs, you don't really need any oil. That's true. That's a good point. Just drink olive oil. And if you want to anoint your body, you have to just use butter. <laughs> just use butter? Okay. <laughs> okay, this is, well, this is good advice, yeah. Um, all right, thank, thank you to all of you for, um, for joining me this evening and um, touring through this stuff. I feel like I have a much more firm definition of Lindy now. Uh, and I think maybe we can get together again to do um, the more just insane egg whites in the eyes and uh, seed oils and yeah. But we had to we had to start at tier one, right? Um, yeah, I feel much more confident about it now, and we're we're fully prepared to go into the the hard stuff later on. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank yeah, you, thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah, thank thanks, uh, Davidy. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Margot